11 o'clock hour here on 610 Sports Radio. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwart. One hour from now, we head out to Arrowhead, and you'll hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Coming up in 10 minutes, we will get to the border war that occurred in Columbia, the absolute beatdown that occurred in Columbia, and something that's just not helping the cause if you're a Missouri Tiger fan. So that's coming up in just a little bit. But we're talking Chiefs football, of course, throughout the entire show. The win yesterday that just didn't feel like a win. It's a win. Yes, it's, it's, it's a win against the Denver Broncos. You now got 10 wins on the season. You're still in great position, of course, to uh, win this division, even with the Chargers winning last night against the Dolphins. It just means you got to delay it for another week or so. But it was one of those rare games that, uh, where you, you watch it and you feel gross afterwards. You don't feel good after it, and it'll feel that way for a day or so. Uh, and hopefully it's going to end up being the outlier, but it does remind you of some of the issues that we've been fearful of for this team. Like, what what could actually hold back this football team? Because they moved the ball against Denver. First four drives, field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. And we know this was and again, a that's legit, a top defense in the NFL. Like, a really, really good Broncos defense. Like not, not fluky or anything. They're a bad football team, but that defense is elite. And the Chiefs were able to jump out to a 27 nothing lead. But then on the same same token, you, you, you then start to see the final five minutes of the first half into the first minute of the second half, and you see 21 unanswered points. It's hard because if, if you put the game in two little nuggets all on their own, Essentially, like first half, second half, but really, first part of the first half when you're up twenty-seven nothing, and every other moment after that, when you're up twenty-seven nothing, we saw the best of the best of the Chiefs. They move the balls. They move the ball against one of the top offenses or defenses in the NFL. Even on the one drive where the Broncos had anything going, it was a twelve-play, thirty-four-yard drive. Do you know how hard it is to only get thirty-four yards in twelve plays? So you're supposed to do. Their offense, you gave them just like these little inches here or there. They took it. They got a couple of first downs, and eventually they, they stalled the, out because they're not a good offense. Yeah, that, that Broncos drive, 12 plays, 33 yards. That was the first time since a couple of the, the stat heads database or whatever. That was the yeah. first time that's ever happened. Yeah. it's it's <laughs> So they did exactly what you thought. They were getting sacks. They were forcing into uncomfortable situations. They were going down and scoring. They had an elite play from Willie Gay. So you were feeling, you if you isolate, just only watch that part of the game. The Chiefs looked nearly unstoppable. Perfect in every category. Beating them exactly the way they're supposed to on defense and doing things offensively that they should have had no business doing against one of the best defenses in the NFL. But then there's the whole tricky part of the rest of that game mm-hmm. where so many things fell apart that it's really hard to understand how it even happens against there. And I think maybe if I'm if I'm feeling... If you want to feel positive or optimistic today, the very simple explanation would be you let Denver think they had life. And that was a mistake. Desperate teams in desperate circumstances, which Broncos certainly are, if you let them feel alive for a second gold, those picks, specifically just those Mahomes two picks, gave the Broncos hope. And once they had hope, they gripped to it, like desperate teams do. And they played to the bitter end, right? Isn't that what it what, Could you simply boil it down to that? That the Chiefs didn't play horrible the entire game, but they gave a desperate, out-of-luck, no-chance team hope for a brief period of time, and that's enough to drive those teams into competing. Same thing happened in the Texans-Cowboys game. No, they were they were on the verge of, of packing it up and 
Bronco fans were almost happy to a certain extent because they thought this was finally going to be the game that got Nathaniel Hackett fired. They're down 27 nothing, looked abysmal, nothing going their way. Same issues offensively, but then now even their, their defense had broken down. And then, yeah, you, you get the one pick, sets up a short field, uh, and then eventually it compounds to a second pick. Eventually there's three picks. The defense is leaving Jerry Judy wide open. You've got mistakes on second and 34s going on in this football game. So you, you had a lot of uh, frustrating plays. It was, no, it was, it was one of the stranger games you'll watch. And you're right. If you would have just turned the game off 27 nothing, Chiefs ahead and you would have woke up three hours later, two hours later, and you would have said, what the hell happened? How, what? You, you would have been very confused. You would have thought that special teams had muff punts. You would have thought that yeah. Mahomes got hurt. You would, you, know, you, you would have come up with all these other scenarios. That's the weird thing. Special teams actually played a complete game. It's one of the rare times in it. No mistakes. You know, normally when, when we've talked about these games getting weird and close and mistakes happening, it normally involves muff punts, fake punts going bad, caught off guard on onside kicks, miss, miss Butker field goals. No, special team. Tommy Townsend all the way around. They were great yesterday, and, they, and we're still talking about mistakes and a team getting back in a football game. That's, what, that's what's maybe more frustrating is these were your, your two units – uh, on offense and defense that absolutely contributed as much as they did to the 27, nothing uh, lead. Both units should take ultimate accountability and how that game got to be as close and as dangerously close uh, in the fourth quarter as it was the text line, nine, one, three, five, eight, six, seven, six, 10 said when they get a lead, Mahomes loses focus and gets careless. They play better when they have to fight to the end. Honestly, there's almost no argument anymore. <laughs> The Chiefs are better at third and 15 than third and one, and they're better down 10 points than up 10 points. That's a weird anomaly, isn't it? Like, and now I, I guess I said anomaly, but that's not even what it is anymore. That's much more of a trend. I don't know if it's just Mahomes loses focus or they get greedy. No, it's right just, there. I, I've, I mean, I've said it over and over going back to the AFC title game. Like, I, I, greedy, arrogance, whatever word you want to use. I, I really believe that happens a lot. You, when you're up, you know, in this, in this game, you're up 27 nothing. Mahomes looked great. Just made the, the crazy play uh, to Jarek McKinnon, basketball-type play. Uh, your defense is playing great. You feel like you're unstoppable. And look, we're all for keeping your foot on the gas. Nobody's saying to take your foot off the gas. You can still keep your foot on the gas and destroy an opponent by running the football. That is, like, that is, a, that is something you can do. It's allowed. There's nothing that says, hey, in order for, for, for you to keep the pressure on your opponent that you have to pass the ball all over the field. That doesn't have you to happen. Just... They couldn't stop Pacheco. No. It's Warmer. great that we can talk about Isaiah Pacheco with the dominant run to seal the game. It never should have got to that point. They could not answer the Chiefs running game, and yet they're up 27 nothing, Cody, and they're still throwing the ball around like – you know what? We we don't think they can they can stop us. It's greed. It is. It is arrogance. Like that that first pick in particular definitely felt that way. They were twenty seven nothing. They got the ball back with three and a half minutes to go before the half, and they're just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick this pass right there. So I'm I'm gonna stick it to him. The second like it's so funny because like anytime I go through the interceptions, they're not all created equal either in that game. The first one was just like, oh Mahomes, you got greedy yeah. and you wanted to go up thirty five to nothing or thirty four to nothing. And you got greedy, and you shouldn't have thrown that one, so what? The second one was honestly a great individual interception effort. But for all the ones that get dropped that should be picked, that's the way it works, right? Them's the breaks. Sometimes they drop the easy ones. Sometimes they make the incredible catches. 
That's the way it worked. Please uh, save a drop of Cody saying that. (laughs) It's just like whatever it is. That's the way it's going to work on this end. And so I wish, like, I'm going to try, I think, and you should probably, because if we don't let this game stand in isolation on its own, it will make you convinced that this is going to be the reason why they lose in the playoffs. This, what you saw in this game, it's going to be like, yep, that's all the things. That's all the things that they lose with. Because they won the game, and I understand that. Because largely, you have been, hey, win. It's a win, a win. I, I remember you saying that after the Green Bay Packers game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, we just last, watched the, oh going back to last season? I was like, do yeah. we just watch that football game? A win's a win? They look like garbage. Like, I was like, they look like garbage. That was a bad team with Jordan Love, and you're like, nah, win's a win. Yeah, Got to feel good about that one. But this one feels different because of the 27 nothing. It's well, the this, sheer it's, amount it's, of lead you have. It's 27 nothing, and also just like the context of, of last season was at that point in time, they were under 500, and they just they just needed to get back rolling. So yeah. that was a different, completely different context sure. uh, to wh- why I made that comment. There's times um, for but, a win's a win. But That's no, what I'm this, saying. And the Denver the, one didn't feel that way. Yeah, and I know it's a divisional game, and and going in, we all thought the game was going to be close, but it, it context within the game does matter and how you how the game became close. You're right, Cody, because it was 27 nothing. This game had no business being competitive I think when we all gave our scores on on Friday one we all had this 20 something to 17 or 14 but also we all thought it was going to be a six or seven point margin none of us thought the Chiefs were going to cover the nine and a half points and blow out the Broncos because we did think oh it's the Broncos divisional game their defense is good enough all that it turns out it was 27 nothing and then yeah the game became a six point margin a victory it, it's not the same feeling. If they would have won by six and it was 24-17, but just like kind of a... Tw- That's ten, the game we ten, all thought ten, it was going to be. 10-3 game at halftime, way different feeling. But yet, when you're up 27 nothing, there's no reason for any football team to get back in that yeah. game. Well, we talk all the time. You're like, it's not reasonable to ask a team to blow someone out all the time. When you're up 27 nothing, it is. That is a reasonable time to request a blowout because, well, it's already happening. All you have to do the rest of the way is play even in points. Well, maybe not even it's just, a blowout. Maybe not even expect the blowout at that point, but also to where the opposing team doesn't ever get the ball in the fourth quarter to where they have a chance to go and take the lead. Because that, that, that yeah. was a spot they were in. Yeah, Brett Rippin got the ball back. Brett Rippin, the backup, of course, for, for Russell, for the Broncos. And You're a big Russell, fan of his, right? Because he went to he, Boise he State. He did go to Boise State. Really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I only know that because of you. Of course. There's no other reason why <laughs> right. yeah. at this point in my yeah. life I would know that Brett Rippin went to Boise yeah. State. He was Just court- somewhere along the way in doing right. the show, you mentioned that he went to Boise the State. two years I was out there, he was the quarterback for, for Boise State, yeah. Um, but no, like you, they had a chance. I mean, he had the ball with a chance to, to go and take the lead. That should never, more than blowing them out, that should just never have been in the cards. Is he a nice guy? Can we at least? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're just saying that. Did he? Did he show no, up he in the studio? Give you his time? Yeah, we had. We actually, yes. Yeah. No, he super nice guy. Well liked in Boise, all that. Anyway, he's nephew of uh, Mark Rippin, Washington. Yeah, they point that out during much every broadcast. I don't know if they did that yesterday. Actually, that was one. That was a rarity. I was rarity. too. By the by, the time Brett Rippin got it, I was focused <laughs> too, on some other things. Yeah, yeah. They probably did, but I was focused on some other stuff. Because he got the ball right after Russell Wilson ran for that first down on the third and 11 and then got concussed and knocked out of the game. By the way, that was like you never, you never hope for the, it's like that was, you looked, the look on his face when he's laying there, you're like, that's not good. That's probably going to cost him next week, too. Yeah, the, the close camera shot of, for Russ, yeah, that was, that was more of a world like his head hit the turf than an actual, it wasn't a helmet, to, you know, when the no, helmet, to, no, that just, was his head slammed on the turf. That was, and that's going to be the NFL's argument for why they don't want like full body weight on quarterbacks in the pocket, you know, stuff like that. Because when you land on somebody, that's when you can run into those problems. You know, that's when you can run into that type of injury. Not important, but it's just, yeah. it's, 
I just, the game never had flow because of that. And that was the biggest scary thing. We'll get to the trash of the day coming up in about six or seven minutes. Uh, but on Saturday, there was a border war. Uh, I told you I didn't think there was a ton of buzz. I hadn't felt a lot of buzz going into the KUMU game. You you guys thought I was just saying it because for whatever reason, I just was a KU fan that just for was maybe nervous about the game. Carrington said that I didn't want I, I was nervous. That's why I, I offered him to make a bet straight up. That never that bet never happened, by the way. Would you have given him the five and a half points? Well, it was never five and a half. It was three and a half. So, yes. Would you have given him five and a half? Well, it's a weird question to ask now. They won by 28. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So like, yeah. Like, I guess you'd give him 27 I, and a half. I, I didn't rate. think they were going to win. Look, anybody telling you they thought they were going to win by 28 is a complete liar. Um, but that game wasn't even close. It was an absolute beatdown of the Missouri Tigers. The excitement level and the buzz on the Missouri side going into the game was why? Was what? It was what? This, this go around like we're 9 and 0. We got a, we got a chance to win this thing. We're going to finally sell out Paige Arena there in Columbia. It's finally going to happen. And that game was never close. Missouri got a 2-0 lead, I think. Maybe 4-2 at one point. And it wasn't ever a contest. That's what makes it more enjoyable, I'll be honest, from a KU perspective. Probably a mistake. They actually thought they had a chance, Cody. Very confident. I know there was at least one texter earlier in the day that was hoping this show would come on and... uh... Take the KU slant out of things. I thought Missouri did try hard, so I think we should point that out first. Um, <laughs> probably a mistake by Eli Drinkowitz to hold up that sign that said five level one violations. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, when he has not quite accomplished enough with the Missouri football program to be like the big trash talker in this development. I understand what it is. He's very likable, and the fans liked him, and he did all this Oh, he's, he's one of the most unlikable coaches in the country, as far as I'm concerned. But now... He's certainly hurt his rep with that decision. Should we go to the host of the Waving the Wheat podcast on the matter? Because I can't, I would like to defend Missouri in this for the Missouri fans here and come in here and tell you that it'll be okay. You got your ass whipped. You're going to have to stare down the barrel of that. You got your ass whipped a week after Kansas fans accused you of ducking them in a bowl game. This ain't a great time for the border war war rivalry and your ability to trash talk. You're just going to have to wear this one for a year and then hope next year's better. Yeah, I just think to make matters worse, you're, again, your, your football coach made a complete fool of himself at the game as well. That's what, that's what makes it even better. Not only was it Carrington, who's walking in the studio right now, actually thinking his Missouri Tigers had a chance, and they got their hopes up, which makes the win that much more enjoyable. God, he spent You're, his hard-earned dollars to he go did. to He did. Carrington building. spent hundreds of dollars to watch that ass-kicking in, in his own building. It's unbelievable. He was all excited. He was all fired up. And then your coach, who is below 500 in football, has never won a bowl game is run around like he's Lane Kiffin or something. That was a mistake. What's up, C-Dot? How are you doing this morning, man? I just have one thing I had. You know, I got to come in here. You know, I try to be accountable in these situations. Wasn't Alex the one saying there was no juice for this rivalry? Yeah. Alex was, spent yeah, all exactly. last week. You know why there's tra- no juice? You know why there's no juice? Because you were all buzzed up for the game because you thought it was going to be a competitive game. Now nah, there's juice because how much you enjoy the beat down. That's what makes rivalries yeah, fun. Yeah, you see, Al, I've, I've never He's seen. I've, yeah, I've, I've never seen this kind of energy. I mean, I've been around Alex when the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. I've never seen this level of joy before. He's got a different tone. He got a different tenor in his voice today. It's yeah. okay to admit that you care about playing Missouri. You don't got. That was never. You don't got to hide it anymore. That was never. If we go and run back the audio, which I hope your producer does of you multiple times over the last six months, saying KU was going to lose this basketball game. Um, but if we run back the audio from why Friday, why, why do you bring up fake news? That's why people 
distrust no, the media right now the, is because you bring up there's fake audio, news. There's audio in the system of you saying KU was going to lose to Missouri. There's there's audio in the in the system. Of that. I don't that's, have any recollection real. of what you're talking you're, about. I don't I remember what you're talking does. about. Fortunately, your I don't think does. what you're talking about is real. Uh, but no, I, I said there. I didn't spin the, the narratives. That's what the mainstream media does. I, I said there wasn't uh, buzz going to the game, and and you said it was because. KU fans are fearful they're going to lose. It was not like saying that the rivalry doesn't exist. That was never once my take on Friday. I did not say the rivalry doesn't exist. Um, but there was no buzz because you guys felt it because you thought you were going to actually win. You and know how boy, was that wrong. I came on here to give you guys a lot of credit. Kansas is a very good, well-coached, highly skilled basketball team. This is the second time I've got a chance to see them in person. I'm sure I will a couple more times before the season is over. I was very impressed. Very impressed with Kevin McCullough. Very impressed with... Dewan Harris, very impressed with Jalen Wilson. Just um, a a really good. I came on here to give Kansas credit. Give it flowers. Yeah, you um, know what I mean. And that's not that's not the kind of energy I'm getting from this side of the room. No, here I'm not getting um, that energy from your side of the room. Because no, I don't feel better about Kansas because of that win. They played a team that was fraudulent. We said that about. He's not even talking about you like you're Houston Baptist. (laughs) Nine nine and oh, they might as well played Houston Baptist. Baptist the way that game went, like you guys were nine and oh. We said it was the schedule was weak. And it absolutely was. It turns out that when you go from playing Lindenwood and SIU Edwardsville and then playing Kansas, that if you're not actually there at that level, then you're going to get exposed. They got exposed. You take the L, you move on. I actually like your head coach and the the basketball program. At least he doesn't think he's something he's not. He doesn't like Eli after that that sign. I mean, I'm not very happy with the Eli Drinkwitz thing either. It's just not something head coaches for Division I football teams should be doing. I don't, but the thing is, I, I don't mind it. Like, I feel bad saying this after all the things I've just said about <laughs> Alex. He and I are 100% Lane, Eli Drinkwitz walks around like he's Lane Kiffin. You haven't done anything. I, I'm a big believer. I think Roy Williams used to say this. On a fast break, you can do any dunk in the world you want. I don't care. You can throw it off the shot clock, triple between the legs, but you better make it. You can talk trash. You can't be 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> You can't lose in the Texas Bowl last year. He's under 500. Yep. He's under 500. You just can't move in the way that he moves. No coach in the SEC talks more than Eli Drinkwitz. And he has, what, the 13th best resume in the conference? I mean, that, Denver's, that's defense, my only issue. Denver's defense going for a team photo after getting a pick trailing 27. You're like, ain't the time. At least, at least Denver's defense, I can look at the rankings and see that they're top five in the league. <laughs> Denver's defense is way better than Eli Drinkwitz's. That's my issue. I'm not saying that you got to be an old fuddy-duddy, but they're, they're, I always feel like we create these extremes where, like, you can never say anything versus being what Eli Drinkwitz is. There's, like, a right in the middle. You just can't do it if you're 6-6. Six and six. Chill. How old are you, by the way? Fuddy-duddy? Focus on yourself. <laughs> I was thrown <laughs> off by that. Old fuddy-duddy. You know what I mean? Old fuddy-duddy. Fuddy-duddy. Cody, you said fuddy-duddy last year and gold <laughs> made fun of you. So now all of a sudden you're trying to join our side? Don't I'm work just like asking. that. Because Cody is an old fuddy-duddy too. I mean, that's, he is. But no, I came in here. You know what, man? I knew I, I, knew I had to you come had to in here at some point. I knew that. I appreciate you coming in. You know? I know Alex wouldn't return the favor. Like, oh, man, we, we, got, we got a meeting. You guys always have meetings See, at, here's the difference. at 201. We'll peel, we'll peel he does schedule them at two a lot. We'll That's Beck's fault. Yeah, peel back the curtain. We actually usually do have meetings. But also, you guys are here before getting ready for your show during our show. When we're done at 2 o'clock, why would we be hanging around? Like, your, your, your show's not for two hours. That'd be like me waiting until 3 o'clock or 3.30 to hang around and come into your show. At, after 2 o'clock, I do go home. This is true. 
You know what? I'm a team guy. So whatever you got, whatever you, your show you know needs funny? me to do. I just accused them of this because I brought cookies for the cookie exchange. I'm like, do you guys hate the company? I'm trying to participate. And we Be said, part of a team. and I said, you're the only one at the station that brought it. And he goes, well, we don't know about Carrington. I go, I know about Carrington. <laughs> he didn't bring in any cookies. We were supposed to bring cookies? Thank you. See, yeah. Oh, so you just missed the email. You're he would have done it. I'm with you. We had some because cookies. Because one shape. email, we got 13 emails in one day. I'm not. <laughs> right. yeah, that was problematic. I'm not, I'm not even taking those. We have those mandatory trainings. What Are they going to fire me? <laughs> they hey, Carrington, you know what, those. man? Hey, you know what, man? We're letting you go. What, what did I do? Was it performance-based? No. See, now, there was an online survey. You didn't take it. You can't be the one to do this because, I, honestly, we might as well just have the conversation yeah, now. Let's do it. This show has some concerns with the way that the station group chat Intervention is acting on the weekends, on the off hours. What happens on the weekends? Let's talk about it. Too much. All Too right, much so is what's happening. Because we're communicating with this is the thing. Here's what I'd like to draft. Nick is mad that we have camaraderie as a station. I mean, you guys have been here before. You know what I mean? The morning show had its own crew. The mid- Right now, everybody's everybody's pulling pull together. I don't know if you guys watch The Wire, but we got a co-op going on right now. The east side and the west side <laughs> teaming up for the best dope right now. We gotta- and you guys are mad? that on Saturday morning we're having a quick 30-minute text conversation amongst the guys? Karen tonight. 67 texts is what I saw at some point. <laughs> That's what a group... It's it's 13 people in there. That's like, what it happens. We're, we're, we're throwing in wasted shots. This We don't have to be volume shooters. We're just like sending in links to articles. For who? Actually, you know what? We all saw this. I think we all saw um, Chris Beard. Got in trouble. I don't mind. I don't need. I, don't I need was that the in one the that did chat. that. But I'm that's trying the to. One that, that's the one I'm really thankful for. If if Carrington, <laughs> would, if Carrington wouldn't have sent in that link to I Chris Beard's arrest, I would never have I'm known that Chris Beard got arrested at two thirty so in the just, morning. I would I just, never have known it, man. Nick, I just, I want to, I want to. This, this, this is what I mean. This is what I mean, and what why you guys, I think you're bad teammates right now. <laughs> well, I think you're bad teammates. We all work in sports media. I try to help. Help my brothers out. Group chat's out of control. I tried to help my brothers out. Hey, you know, make sure you guys see this. Yeah. Has has there ever been has it. there ever been breaking news during the course of the show that Nick saw before you or that Cody saw before you? What makes this any different? I might have saw it before you, so I put this information in there. Because it's Chris Beard. So- <laughs> it's Chris Beard, the head coach of Texas basketball on a Monday after a wow. Chiefs win. You know what? All right. You know what? I, that's so moving forward. Then that's what I'm. You know what? No more Chris Beard texts. I'm no more keep, Chris Beard. Texts. You know what? I thought I was being I'd a good teammate. I'd rather this be about movies or music than sports. I'm not trying to have sports debate. With I a think bunch that's of people who do it. sports See, talk not, shows in my free time. It's the sports thing. That's a work. That's it's a work. That we time already thing. get enough of each other's sports takes. Is that we don't need mm. it on Saturday? And I Sunday enjoy mornings. talking. This is the thing. I love talking about sports. I love talking about sports with people that I care about. It's not like I'm saying, "Hey, let's go on Twitter and have this." So then, 18 different people are chiming into our conversation. We can have a conversation amongst the bros. Maybe there's some there's some passion and disagreement. Maybe we get a topic idea off each other. You know, this is what I thought I'd rather, a healthy workplace yeah. should be. But obviously, it's not. You guys want to break away from the United States of America. I tried to leave this group chat twice. You guys are trying to be Texas right now. You're still in the United States, not your own country. <laughs> but no, I, you know what? I thought. I'd rather you tell me a new album you liked. I'd rather the group chat be that. You want me to come in there talking about Lil Baby? That's what you want me to do in there. If it's good, I'll listen to it. You'd be mad about that, too. If I was like, man, that Lil Baby album slamming. I like these futures. Honestly, I would rather that. I might listen to it. You know what? All right. 
You know what? I will now listen to that album. You tell me it's really good? I didn't know you wanted me to tell you that Janet Jackson is coming to Kansas City in May. I didn't know that's the kind it's of information It's better than you Bink and Rob debating <laughs> I, the merits of the SEC schedule versus the Pac-12 schedule at 8.30 on a Sunday I morning. Actually Too enjoyed, early for that. I actually enjoyed the conversation. I really did enjoy the conversation. <laughs> I enjoyed it. A couple of weeks ago when we had the debate about Deion Sanders at Colorado, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good conversation. That's the thing. I enjoy the debate. You guys don't enjoy the debate. You guys like thrift store drives and trolling Mizzou and all of that stuff. I'm here for the debates, for the hot takes. That's what I'm here for. That's not what you guys are here for. So you know what? I apologize. None of you guys are welcome on the drive for the rest of the year. <laughs> for the rest of the year, That's I don't it? want. I don't want you Two guys. I don't want crack. you guys on the show for the rest of the year. So we're we're clear. We don't, we're not on your show till till after football season. I don't season. want anybody. We started from doing Cody and Gold on this show for the rest of the year. 2023. We'll have a probationary period during the <laughs> NFL playoffs, and we'll see. We'll see how you're acting during that time. I'm not 100%. If we'll, and then we'll see where we are. It's going to be weird when we have that Zoom coming up on Wednesday about the NFL draft when I can't talk to you guys. It's going to be weird. You know, you know what I just learned via the text line? Uh, B-Dub is not in the group chat. He's, yeah, he's still not in the chat? He just said, thank goodness, basically. Carrington, you made this chat, and you didn't even no, include b No, I did not start one. What happened was, I think originally... Bink wasn't in one, so then somebody else started one, and then B-Dub wasn't in that one. So then there were two different ones going on, and then I was like, hey, let's just start one so everybody is in. And then you guys left the group chat for a second. You guys just don't want to be in the group. That's the real messed up part about I think it, man. They're gr- I think it's the it's content. A little. It's the content. It's not the group. It's the content, man. <laughs> the group is fine. I, I love everybody in the group. It's the, the things that, that the group decides to talk about and at what time they decide to talk about them. I mean, you I don't... Mute, I mean, who wakes fairness, up on Sunday mute, morning oh, ready to just, like, debate the Pac-12? Yeah. I don't mind that kind of stuff. It's not, I mean, I think all the conversations are on... If we got on there and Cody was giving us vaccine theories, I'd be like, oh, yo, hold on now. We've gone, we've gone Actually, way too I far. Actually, I want to hear those. I want to <laughs> hear those. We've gone, we've gone way too far here. We're going to single me out. Like, I'm going to be that guy. I just had to pick somebody. There's only three <laughs> possible people I wanted to pick in this two situation. Goals. I'm sorry. I that's not what I want. I, if I woke up and then that's what Cody was talking about on Sunday morning, I would come here with the exact same conversation. Hey, we cool, but we ain't that cool. You know what I mean? I don't want, I don't want this. That's not the kind of content by I the want. Way, by the way, have you guys seen the latest? The, if just pull up our group chat right now. It is, I believe, a nine-paragraph text message from, from Sean Barber. I'm not even kidding. Nine yeah, paragraphs. Is. That's it flagrant. Is. That is <laughs> abhorrent. Then just skip past it and don't read it. Oh, that's no, what I do. Like I needs- saw 60 cent notification. I'm like, I hope you don't want anything important here because I'm not going to read all this. Something <laughs> needs to be done about this. <laughs> Someone I, needs to step in. I don't mind reading Barbara stuff. You know, I don't mind talking to my friends. <laughs> that's what I've learned in this whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, th- there's a difference between people who are your friends and who are your coworkers. I would think at this point, now I haven't known Nick as long as I've known you two. I mean, I've known, Cody now. I've known Cody now for almost a decade. Known Alex for almost a decade. You know, you think you're friends. You know what I mean? You have personal conversations about career and life and family and all those kind of things. Then they hear, hey, I don't want to talk about Deion Sanders with you. And it makes you really question it. So you know what? I realize we're not friends. We're people that oh, work if together. If we were friends, I'd send you a photo of my kid's dance recital. Instead, I'm getting SCC schedule talks <laughs> at 8.30 in the morning. If you want to send me a picture of your kid's dance recital, I'd be happy to see it. I'd come to one of your kid's recitals if you told me about it. If you were like, hey. It's a Sunday. I mean, come on now. <laughs> it's a Sunday in the winter. 
It's yeah. busy for me. You want to ask me a Sunday in April? That, you got a great chance of me coming. So hey, I catch that Royals day game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't got no problem missing the Royals day game against the Twins. No problem missing that. Real quick, it is fun, like for someone that's defending the group chat so strongly, you might be. I'm defending the camaraderie that you, I think the group chat creates. See that, you might be the worst at responding to text once the person, like you ask a question, you need something from anybody. And then they respond and give We're you the answer. And then you don't and then you don't respond. Wait, give me an example. It might be like you need something from me and or anybody. And they respond, give you the answer, and then there's no acknowledgement. I've never personally had this issue all. with you. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think know what he's talking about. Last week when Nick needed me to do something, I responded with Nick hey, and we you got come it on done. my can That's you come true. on on the morning show? This is on the weekend. And I say, nah, man, I got something going on. No, no response back. What else am I supposed to, you, you've answered my question. I asked my you, that's the end hey, of the conversation. Hey, that's can it? you, can, that's it. Hey, can you like, do no this thing? No worries, man. All good. Can, hey, can you do this thing? <laughs> yes, I can. Then we can further the conversation. No, I can't do it. You've answered. Oh, I'm not supposed to just say, I think okay. He's like, a, okay, no problem. I got to give the, but I, it's not like I came in here mad. It's not like I'm holding a grudge where Alex <laughs> is like, hey, why are you acting weird? And I'm like, I asked you to do something and you didn't do it. I asked you a question. You then answered my question. That's the end of our conversation. There's no more for us to move forward. Okay. The last few texts are funny. That's all. <laughs> it was a link to betting stat from Carrington sent to me. Yeah. Made, see see I what made, happened? I, I tried, made, to, I tried I made, to help. And him. I made a comment and then you didn't respond back. That was uh, back on November 28th. Then on the first, you, you responded. Good. I like wow. all out now. Then on the first, you just said. I didn't know Alex you, and I broke up. Can you, can you hop on? <laughs> wow. Can you hop on the show? And I said, no, I can't. And then there was This nothing. sounds exactly like a, something a girl would say yeah, after you broke saying. up. That's what I'm oh saying. my God. It's almost exactly like that. That's what I'm saying. I had no clue. Alex and I broke but up. that's what's surprising about the group chat issues you have. We haven't even gone on a date before. I didn't know <laughs> no group chat. Nope. I didn't know that Buy we had gone to the, Yeah, I didn't know we had gone to this point. I know we were going steady. You know what? I you know what? You're right. When you answer my question in a way that doesn't help me, <laughs> I'll make sure that I reply. Hey, can you help me with this thing? No, I can't help you. Thank you. That's all I'll say. Thank you. I, you know what? I will give you the little thumbs up. You know how on the iPhone you could do the. You know what? You're right. I'll, That's the I'll other do. issue with the group chat. Not everybody's on an iPhone. Bink. Sean Barber sends his videos. I look like they're from a Motorola <laughs> Razor in 1999. It does look real bad. I can't even lie to you. It does look Thanks really, really bad. Thanks for coming in studio. Just put it on WhatsApp. Then at least we can still send. No, I don't need beat. another app. No, no, no another, okay. I, I don't need if, if we got to do that, I'm out too. I don't <laughs> I'm out too. I appreciate you guys. There you go. C dot from the drive. Of course, you'll hear his conversation with Patrick Mahomes coming up around 2.15 exclusively here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, obviously way late for a break there. Uh, coming up next, though, let's get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour and the flashbacks that I think we all were having watching the game yesterday. Trash of the day. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. We'll get to some Chiefs football in just one minute, but don't forget tomorrow night, the second annual Cody and Gold toy drive happening at Jefferson's in North Kansas City. We'll be out there starting at 4 o'clock having a great time, great food, great drinks, hanging out. And we, of course, are trying to help out those in need this holiday season with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City, asking you to bring a new unwrapped toy or toys out there. We had a ton of fun with this last year. We had great support from all of you. We're hoping you guys can help us out and therefore help everybody in our Kansas City community out for those uh, that, that may be unable uh, to to put together what they need for a great holiday season for their kids. Uh, that's what it's all about tomorrow night out at Jefferson's in North Kansas City. Well, it's also what? about figuring out who's the best Santa. Again. Well, that's me well, now because well, I'm the only he Santa. He lost the bet. Cody has he to wears. wear it for all three hours. Yeah. But if Cody's bad at it, then that means there's no good Santa. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. So basically... <laughs> I was a good Santa last year. I got good reviews. You could ruin Christmas in three hours. I'm going to try not to have mm-hmm. a bad game, but... Four to seven o'clock tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Is there? I was a, gonna go look for a fake beer today. Is there a limit on people, like in terms of like who can sit on your lap and who age can't? limit? Age limit, weight limit. Um, I guess no. Nick, I don't want to. I don't want to sit on his lap. No, I think people want to know though. No, I, I don't. Where do you draw the line? I would. I would feel bad. I don't think it would be very Santa-like to draw a line. I think I'm supposed to be accepting of so all. So there's a 45 year old. 260-pound man that so. wants to sit on your lap. You're I, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm supposed to say yes to that. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know what else. What kind of toys did you get, by the way? I went board games. I don't know why. I just thought, like, maybe some of the older kids didn't have some stuff. So I was some more, like, not Hot Wheels, but some this car. I honestly don't even know what they are. They're I just went to Target and have a couple. And you thought those look cool? Yeah. I was like, yeah well, kids look cool. like they'd yeah. like those. Yeah. Make, the key is new unwrapped toys. Do not wrap them. It just makes it way easier for the boys and girls. Call me. we got to sort it out. Nick, what are you going to get? What kind of toys are you thinking for the kids? I usually just like to roam the aisles of <laughs> Target or, or Walmart and just wait for something to speak to me. I'm a big Lego guy. I was a Lego guy okay. as a child, so Legos, I mean, who? which kid doesn't like Legos? I mean, I think probably all kids like Legos. Most universally beloved toy of all time, so I might go the Lego route. Someone says they donate extra toys to sit on Nick's lap. Well, Nick's not wearing. You should have Nick's lap. It'd just be a weirder photo. Send pics. pics. Nick's not wearing a Santa costume, and you just want to sit on his lap. Someone says they weigh three seventy-five. They're one hundred percent going to sit. How about this? Let's make a rule. Let's make a rule. Big man. If you bring (laughs) a new unwrapped toy Mm -hmm. to donate to the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City, right? We're trying to make you know those less fortunate and make their holiday season just a little bit brighter. So if you bring a new unwrapped toy. You get to sit on Cody's lap, no questions asked. No questions I think that's fair. asked. I think that's fair. Only if they want to. Well, yeah, yeah. They have, yeah, yeah, well, they have to, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you have to, if you bring them. a new unwrapped toy, you must sit on Cody's lap. You cannot, we will not let you leave <laughs> Until you take a photo. without sitting on his lap at least time for one photo. You know what's hard is the last time we were in those, like, high boy chairs, that's a very bad chair for well, a you lap can go, You can go sit in a booth if you need to. I've spoken to the proprietors of Jefferson's in North Kansas like City. Like what, in the last 10 seconds? Yeah, and they said that they have acquired a uh, a regular chair for you to sit in. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. So you'll be fine, bud. Feels like we should have gotten, you know what we should take? That crown royal chair from the basement. <laughs> it's more throne-like. Throne, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very throne-like. Now the crown really royal. It's appropriate for the children, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, Santa likes to drink some beers while we do this, just as a warning. So I'll take it out of the photo, but I'm not going to not drink. Oh, Santa. Santa's catching a buzz tomorrow? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. From 4 to 7 at Jefferson's in North KC. Hope to see you guys out there. The second annual Cody and Gold uh, toy drive. I think some other people from the station might be stopping by as well. So hope to see you guys out there. Uh, let's talk some Chiefs football, though, because I, I can't help but have got some flashbacks to last year in the AFC title game watching yesterday's game. Like, this is why... Uh, the the emphasis has been made on the frustration with the defense and with the mistakes that occurred yesterday. Yes, in a win, but because it's a reminder of how this team could get bounced in the playoffs. It's a reminder of some of the things that occurred in the AFC title game where the Chiefs were dominant in a first half against Cincinnati, and then you had mistakes. You had, I think, again, some of the play-calling arrogance come, to, come into play. Inability in that game was to sack the quarterback. They certainly didn't have that problem, at least, against Russell Wilson. But we know this is Russell Wilson and the worst offense in football versus Cincinnati last year or Cincinnati this year in the playoffs, Buffalo this year in the playoffs, where those offenses we know are a much better offensive unit than what you're getting what I you hate, faced yesterday. I hate that some of it is because it does feel very similar. I don't disagree. But just so you know, you just have to accept this. I know that sounds stupid. You're like, no, I want Andy to get them. Like, nope. This is you have to take the good with the bad situation. There is no out here. We have almost 20 years of head coaching evidence from Andy Reid. And this was being joked about by Philly fans 12 years ago. Like, it, it is who he is. Like, whether you think that that's that he should have grown from that or, you know, like there should have been improvement in that area over the years. And I'm not saying he hasn't gotten a little bit better or any of those things. One thing Andy Reid has been accused of a million times in particular is blowing leads, running too much when or passing too much when he should run. Those things come up over and over again, because when they got in the fourth quarter and I found out they had like a four to one run pass ratio in favor of pass. I'm like, you were up 27 to nothing. That same thing happened against Cincinnati. Remember, they just kept throwing. Yeah, they were up by 18 points in that, right? Yeah, they were up 21 to 3. You're like, you can almost grind out a win at this point. Not totally, because Cincinnati can score and they can score quickly and those reasons. I'm not saying you can just mail it in and stop scoring and that's going to solve the problem. But you also, 27 nothing against Denver, you can. You could have packed it all up, Alex. Ran every single play the rest of the game and won that game, I think. So it's. It's not that you just never pass again in the game. It's that you never needed to keep going at that rate. I think they're just, I think they get greedy. I think when they're just like riding a high, they feel like they're unstoppable. And I think that happened a little bit in the Cincinnati game. They're up 21 3 and they're feeling good. And then the looseness and the turnovers start. And the other team gets back in. And then you back against the wall a little bit. And then you struggle a bit. And then you try to find it again late. And then sometimes against good opponents, it's too little too late. Against Denver, you still win the game. That's why it scares no, against, us, yeah, right? Against Jacksonville, you turned the ball over three times. You lost the turnover battle 3-0 in the Jags game, and you won. This game, you fortunately were able to get the pick six from Willie Gay, but you turned the ball over three times. I mean, you do that against playoff teams, not the Broncos, not the Jags. You do that against playoff teams, you're going to lose that football game. And and I see on the on the text line, 913-586-7610, Mahomes throwing three picks makes him more culpable than the defense. I don't, he's not absolved. I don't think. I don't know if. Oh, if, he's definitely not. Absolved. He's, de he's definitely not. I mean, it set up uh, two short fields 
Uh, you would like to think that this defense could have still shut down and held Denver to a field goal on one of those, right? That's the frustration considering the opponent. Uh, but no doubt, the two short fields set up by the, the three interceptions that Mahomes threw does not help the cause. I think there's plenty of criticism to go his way. I'm just not as worried about that long term, right? I mean, for, for I, don't, I don't think in the grand scheme of things that you or, or Nick, I don't, I don't think at least, are worried that Mahomes will be the reason once again that they get bounced from the playoffs. Like it's he only was happened in one half. time in the playoffs, so yeah. no, I think history's on your side that it would be unlikely. Now, I will tell you the, but the play because, calling part that they just make him throw that, too much and they're inconsistent. It, maybe that was what I mean. It was it was the play calling at times, and then also just I, I think you said it best maybe an hour or so ago. You're like it just seemed off from the coaching end. What I mean by that. It's not just the, the play calling, but there was an opportunity. I think they were up 13 where technically the math worked out. We should have gone for two, said he kicked, yeah. the, kicked the extra point. Uh, there, there was other decisions throughout the game. Well, they called a timeout just to go fullback dive and then come up short on that third and one in a really pivotal moment of the game. And I just think the reason why the frustrate, we know the Chiefs are graded on a different scale. We've acknowledged that. They're graded on a different scale. It's a good thing, by the way. And it is because this is a team, you're right, that, that wins 12-plus games consistently. Andy Reid's one of the best coaches in football. Nobody's all of a sudden saying that's not the case. Doesn't mean that there's not room for criticism and, and concern. You're concerned because we know with the position that Chiefs have fortunately put themselves in, even in a year where we, we talked about them maybe not being as all-in as the Bills, they're in just as good of a spot to go and win a Super Bowl as they have been. And we know that what potentially can hold them up is a game is, is a performance like yesterday in terms of that five minute stretch, even. Oh, really? It was a, we're talking about five minutes of game time. That five minutes of game time yeah. will knock your ass out of the playoffs. That's why. That's why they're graded on a different scale. We're not grading them against teams like the Broncos who have three and four wins. We're thinking about, well, what happens if you do those kind of things against Cincinnati and lose a fourth straight time? I don't know how what I... happens if you do it in the playoffs against Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore, whoever you think the Chiefs are going to end up facing? I don't understand how a team can so consistently be better down 10 than up 10. <laughs> that doesn't – that's weird. That That's a weird place to be. Most teams, just so it turns out, are better up 10. It's an easier place to play. You're going to run the plays you want to play. But that's part of it. I think that's part of what happens here is the Chiefs, no matter the score, want to pass 65% of the time, Right? Like, they, they want to pass, like, 65% of the time. They have one of the highest pass rates in the NFL. So even when they get up 27, they're like, well, I mean, we're a passing team, so we pass. And I think for the very few exceptions, maybe, say, the Bills game last year or two years ago when they just got in weird weather and decided to run it a bunch, they never seemed to just decide to have one let's run it game. And the second you were up 27 to nothing, it felt like you could have just run it. For two running backs who had 227 total yards in that game, isn't it weird that it felt like they were underutilized? Yeah, it felt like Combined, that, McKinnon but, and Pacheco, 227 yards, and I'm like, you should have used them more. Yeah, I'm convinced Pacheco could have had a buck 30, <laughs> a buck 40 in that game if they actually would have allowed him to get the football a little bit more. Because I think he, I think he could have. They just they. Why, why couldn't he have carried it twenty times yesterday? He carried it thirteen times. Like honestly, twenty. What was was he carried it twenty two times in the in the game against the Rams? The Rams, by the way. But like, are they worried about him staying fresh for the playoffs because he's normally in a college season, not playing as much? I don't know. I mean, is that? I guess, but he didn't. Know. Barely well, like, played it, in the early part of the season. There's no I'm reason why you. he's like his legs are going to be out I, from I'm under with him. you, but like, is that is that the concern? We'll hear from Andy, by the way, coming up in, in ten minutes. The only place you can hear from Andy Reid on a Monday is six ten Sports Radio. Um, but I thought he could have carried the ball 20 times yesterday. 
It's a weird game because Jarek McKinnon had a tremendous game in the past awesome. game. He was awesome. And Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a chance to get an angry run scepter because of, at the very least, his runs to close the game he out. Ran over two dudes, yeah. Ran angry. But he was he was like that the entire game. When when I told you in that like um, early fourth quarter, mid-third quarter time, when I told you it was like a four-to-one run-to-pass ratio, at that time, Isaiah Pacheco was averaging five and a half yards a carry. So it's not like they were performing poorly and they abandoned the run. Because there are times when, like, they can't run the ball and we all get it. They're like, when Mahomes threw the ball 60 times a couple weeks ago, right? We're like, well, they couldn't run it. So they went to the thing they're good at. They couldn't run it. They tried a bunch of times and they were bad at it. Well, so know, they just no, can't pass no, it. No, nobody's cool, saying for them not to be a pass-first offense. That's not at all what anybody's saying. We understand who they have at quarterback, We under, nor should they not be that. Just occasionally but it's fine to give Pacheco it's, 20 it's, carries. It's sometimes, though, with the way the game is going, it is maybe you lean into it a little bit more that particular week. And I think that's all I'm trying to say. I think that's all you're trying to say is you lean into the run game a little bit more sometimes than in, than you did the week prior because that's just what what's allowed – by the defense and where the game script is at and all that. And I think no matter what, you're like, well, this is what we want to do. We're going to do it no matter what. And that's where we get back to the kind of the the arrogance factor and the greed. Coming up next, though, we're going to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Perhaps maybe he's asked about Pacheco a little bit. Now he's had some time to look at at that game a little bit more right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football tweets. <laughs> First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio.